Hi listener, if you have enjoyed listening to all about India Insider Tales and want us to keep going strong and regularly putting out new shows, please consider becoming a patron on patreon.com slash allaboutindiapodcast or patreon.com slash learnhindionthego by making a small monthly donation. Every dollar helps and allows us to focus solely on bringing you fascinating little known stories about India. It is episode 10 of our series All About India Insider Tales. My name is Shraddha and here with me is Ritansh. In this episode, you will hear the extraordinary tale of the British India's giant 2,500 mile long hedge, which was grown to protect income of British imperialists and the hardship and suffering it caused to the Indians. And if you stay till the end, you can learn a useful Hindi phrase. You can also listen to the Hindi version of this episode, which includes some Hindi expressions and their uses. And you can download the Hindi version's transcript as well as the detailed worksheets based on that podcast with more vocabulary from patreon.com slash allaboutindiapodcast or patreon.com slash learnhindi on the go. And to take a free trial for one-to-one online Hindi lessons, visit our school's website the link is in the episode's description. The river was the center of villagers' lives. They had lived by the river for as long as they could remember. The river had been their faithful friend and provider. It had quenched their thirst, kept them clean and refreshed their spirits. It had been the playground of their children who had splashed and swam in its clear waters, laughing and shouting with joy. The river's bank had been the scene of women's social gatherings where they had met and chatted while they scrubbed and rinsed their clothes. But now all that was gone. The cruel and greedy authorities erected a formidable barrier of thorny shrubs 10 feet high on both sides of the river to keep the villagers out. This thick hedge of thorns stretched for miles. The hedge not only cut off their access to the river, but also made it difficult for them to look after their fields where they grew their meager crops. The farmers who had to cross the river to go to their farms located on the other side of the river were harassed by the guards who patrolled the hedge. The fishermen were routinely harassed as well. The river was the source of their livelihood, where the men cast their nets and hooks to catch fish. The villagers had been made strangers in their own home. They had been robbed of their water, their food, their recreation and their fellowship. They were miserable and desperate, but they were unable to do anything about it. They could not fight against the authorities' power and wealth. They could not afford to move away. They could only hope and pray that one day justice would be done and they would be reunited with their beloved river. This hedge was grown to prevent the smuggling of salt. In 1759, two years after winning the important Battle of Plassey, 
in the Indian state of Bengal and several other victories, the British East India Company began to control all the revenues of Bengal, Bihar and Odisha. Long before the advent of British rule in Bengal, the salt industry was developed along its coastal belt stretching over about 700 miles. By 1765, the British East India Company held a monopoly of the production, trade and storage of salt and merchants were required to buy salt from the company's depots. To make more money, the company doubled the land rent and imposed transit charges on the transportation of salt. By 1780, the British East India Company had divided the infrastructure of the salt trade into agencies, each under the control of an agent and governed by a controller. The salt works were leased out to the highest bidders and the farmers agreed to deliver salt at a fixed rate to the company. In 1835, the government appointed a salt commission, which recommended the import of English salt. Indian salt should be heavily taxed to make it costlier than the imported English salt. Consequently, salt was imported from Liverpool, resulting in a sharp increase in the price of salt in India. In 1878, a uniform salt tax policy was adopted for the whole of India, both the British India as well as the princely states. Both the production as well as the possession of salt were made unlawful by this policy and the production of salt was made an offence punishable with six months imprisonment. The act empowered a salt revenue official to break into places where salt was being illegally manufactured and seize the illegal salt. Meanwhile, the salt tax was doubled. To ensure the success of these draconian laws, the British needed to have strict control over not just salt production and the salt trade, but also its transportation. In order to stop the smuggling of the salt through the rivers, the East India Company needed to secure the waterways through which salt was mostly transported. The British had grappled with the problem of the scarcity of suitable stone to build walls along the 2,500 mile long stretches of the river banks. In those days, Ellen Octavian Hume, a botanist who worked for the company, came up with an ingenious solution, that of building a wall of thorny shrubs. First, they used dry hedges, which after some time were destroyed by ants, storms, fires and natural decay. These failures encouraged the British administration to grow a live hedge, an impenetrable barrier to prevent the smuggling of salt from coastal regions. Extensive research into local vegetation and climatic conditions ensured the hedge thrived. Almost every variety of indigenous thorny shrub that would grow fast and strong had been tried, selected for its ability to inflict maximum damage on those who tried to sneak across the barrier. Many tons of the best seeds had been systematically and carefully collected. Sowing were repeated not once but several times using different planting systems. In places where the land was incapable of supporting the hedge, soil was imported. One of the most bizarre human barriers in the world history, the hedge, 
was 10 to 14 feet in height and 6 to 12 feet thick. The Great Hedge of India, a living stockade, stretched for about 2,500 miles from the foothills of Himalayas, which are in the north of India, across to the Bay of Bengal, which lies on the northeast part of Indian Ocean. The British authorities in India called the hedge the inland customs line. This living wall was manned by a Kwasai military organization of 136 officers and 13,800 men. The hedge helped fill the coffers of the colonial rulers but severely impacted the health of the native population as salt deprivation led to stunted growth, laxity and diarrhea. India had frequent famines in the 19th century and the scarcity of salt adversely affected the common people. In many places, farmers were separated from their farmlands and were made to undergo body searches at the hedge by the customs officials who had orders to curb smuggling of salt using any means. The houses of the villages in the vicinity of the hedge were often raided and searched to stop the villages colluding with the salt smugglers. After a great famine lasting from 1876 to 1878, which killed 6.5 million people in British India, the British standardized salt taxes across the country, thus eliminating the market for smuggled salt and the need for a customs line. By the late 19th century, the labor and money that went into maintaining the hedge seemed wasteful. So the hedge was abandoned and gradually replaced by roads, housing and farms. By the turn of the next century, the hedge itself was largely lost to public memory. Throughout the late 19th and early 20th centuries, there were further protests against the heavy taxation on salt and the strict control on salt production. These culminated in Mahatma Gandhi's salt protests in 1930 and slowly led to widespread protests against the British colonists and eventually Britain was forced to free India. Shall we give the listener a Hindi phrase? Oh sure, let's give them one. Here we go. What is the best time to go there? is translated as वहां जाने का सबसे अच्छा समय कौन सा है? I'll say it again slowly. Just repeat it with me. वहां जाने का सबसे अच्छा समय कौन सा है? Now I'm going to say it again slowly. Just repeat it with me. वहां जाने का सबसे अच्छा समय कौन सा है? I'll say it again slowly. Just repeat it with me. वहां जाने का सबसे अच्छा समय कौन सा है?
we hope you have enjoyed this podcast did you know we have a facebook page that's right all about india is on facebook we want to make a community where listeners can share stories and travel tips come join us link is in the episode's description and make sure to subscribe our show on itunes stitcher spotify or rss so you'll never miss a show while you are at it if you found value in this show we would appreciate a rating on itunes spotify etc you could also support the show on patreon goodbye namaste